0: Hello and welcome to the first-ever American Kintsugi podcast, a behind-the-scenes look of what is going on with this project. Today, we are speaking with our executive producer... That's me, Lauren Scoville.
1: I'm Abby Sines, and I am a 3D
0: animator. And our creative director, that's me, Jane Gira also the voice actor of Argus, your lovable pacifist AI. And
1: where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I am from uh, Richmond, Virginia. I went to school at uh, Virginia Commonwealth University and got my BFA in kinetic imaging. Yeah, I am a animator and modeler, and I personally really enjoy uh, just world building and um, building animating props and environments.
0: Very cool. I like to say I'm Jupiter, but really, I am born and raised in Seattle, Washington, under the clouds. and. Uh... Did you learn animation professionally, or were you mostly self-taught? Ever since I was little, I taught myself animation, but I have a bachelor's degree in filmmaking from the Seattle Film Institute. I've continued my career as a comic
1: artist, and I am dabbling in animation. Uh, Before college, um, I actually went to two different high schools at the same time. Um, I went to like an art high school. Yeah, it was kind of just one of those things I felt lucky about knowing what I wanted to do pretty early on. (laughs) I was really lucky and fortunate um, to be able to attend that, especially since it's like an audition process, so it's very um, competitive. Even when I actually had like a unofficial animation mentor there, he also went to my college when she was younger. That's kind of how I got into the animation field.
2: Now, is this your first studio produced animated series that you've ever worked on?
0: This is the first time I'm working with a big studio to create a professional animated series that will actually be completed. I have attempted my own animated series on my own with Windows Maker, and that was a failure. But, mistakes are our best teachers, and it's nice to actually be working with a team. Exactly, not have to do it all on your own. And hey,
1: failures, that's how we learn, right? Exactly. For animation, yes, it's my first studio to be working with. Independently, I've been working on my own personal film I've been wanting to make for a bit. It is a very uh, 3D intensive, so I've been actually sticking up for more technology to work on it, but it's a very like long process in itself as well.
2: That's really cool. You said that you went to film school, so you've obviously done some short films, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yes, I have worked on mostly student projects. I have not done anything big or corporate or anything like that. It's mostly been live action, but I like to take what I've learned from live action and translate that into animated films and my comics. Ideally, I would love to turn my graphic novels and my written novels into animated movies but that is later for down the road. Long-term goals, I like it.
2: Yes. Can you tell us about some challenges that you faced while working on this particular
0: project? Yes, Um, with the pandemic and everything that is happening in our crazy world, that has definitely caused some setbacks. We were actually scheduled to start a few years ago, but 2020 (laughs) decided that's not happening. Um, So we had to learn to quickly adapt to the changing times and work from home and also in studio as a hybrid, but also our team is across the country, so we've had to learn to adjust. I'm used to working as a one-man team, so collaborating was a bit of a learning curve for me, and it still is, but I'm excited. Take some of the pressure off you, I'd say, right? Oh, absolutely. A one-man team can only go so
2: far. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Well, I think one fun challenge in itself is just trying to like imagine the world and trying to build out what you see in your own mind. I mean as well as in photo references, of course. I think it's a very interesting challenge experience, but I think in itself it's really fun. So in a way I kind of don't see it as a challenge just because I'm really enjoying myself. But other than that, like it's yeah. <laughs> I
0: think seeing our project go from concept to creation is the most rewarding part because a few years ago, it was just our ideas on paper and our plot points mapped out for the scripts, but we did not have the scripts in front of us, let alone be in front of the actors and watch them read the scripts and bring them to life. I think every step of this process has just been amazing and inspiring. And seeing the love and passion that the actors feel for the project also makes it easier to get through the difficult parts and the deadlines and the hurrying up and waiting and anxiously waiting for if we're going to get shut down or not with everything going on.
2: Always hurry up and wait, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's been cool seeing the actors actually bring things to life as they do. That's their job, but you know, one of the best parts about it. But what's the part that you actually look forward to the most, would you say?
0: I think like any other creator of an animated series, I'm just waiting for the day that I can wake up and the project will be finished and I can watch it and show it off to everybody who will listen and just shove it in all of my friends' faces. (laughs) Whether they like it or not. Yes, watch everything cut together and see how everything goes Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it. And also, my favorite part about being a part of a fandom in general is connecting with other fans in our project and seeing how they interpret our work because everybody can interpret the same thing in a different way and it brings us all together and creates a little miniature community. I'm inspired to meet the people who will actually enjoy this series in the future and see what they have to say about it. I agree. And uh, tell us about the concept to
2: creation process. How do you take the concept art and turn it into an animation?
0: As creative director, um, my job is mostly to make sure that everyone is on the same page communicating with each other. I also fill in the gaps that our staff is unable to fill in, such as working on storyboards and just making the process a lot easier for everyone, a lot smoother, a lot of scheduling and social media managing. Um, My favorite part of the process of working on storyboards, because I've been doing that since I was little, it's fun to take the ideas and start seeing them physically in front of me and just manifesting the reality of this project. It's very rewarding, and I get to draw. I've been drawing all my life. It's, it's a lot of catharsis for me. Mm-hmm. You get to be creative as well as organized,
1: which you're pretty good at. Oh, yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> I'm a very good You agree, all. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I like to bounce around on uh, certain things a lot. I like to keep my, I'm a big fan of like keeping my mind fresh and not getting bored from one small thing. So like certain 3D projects, I like to bounce around from per se working on one prop to another just to make sure like I'm keeping my mind excited and thinking. So if I go back to something, there might be a new perspective I might have about a thing I'm working on. I know some people like to listen to music, but I usually like to listen to podcasts. To just help also keep my mind busy
2: (laughs) what's the best advice a mentor ever gave you about the industry
1: i would say if anything like make sure it's great to be ambitious and to learn and create as much as you want to but i think it's important to learn or remember that um your mental health be important um and to not beat yourself up over um not being where you want to be or being in a certain place among others. Um, I think that's a big issue I've learned from you know going to two art institutions myself is I see that around a lot among my peers and myself is people get all caught up and they don't uh, catch themselves before it's too late with their mental health. So um, definitely, definitely a big uh, point for me to stress to other fellow um, artists.
0: I don't know if it was a mentor that really gave me this advice or if it's just a conglomerate of advice I've received, but I think the most important lesson that I've learned is that mistakes are our teachers and you can't be afraid to fail. What, I, the, what 2020 has definitely taught me is that the fastest way I learn is to get my mistakes out of the way and then go from there.
2: Just accept it and keep moving, basically.
0: Yeah. Fall
2: fall seven times, get up eight. (laughs) How do you as animators collaborate with each other in the studio despite living states apart since we do have animators on the East Coast, the South, and of course
0: here in the West Coast? It's all about Zoom and scheduling and finding ways to send each other files online and just staying in solid communication with our team
1: yeah, no, I, that's one thing that came out of this pandemic, you know, unfortunately the pandemic happening. But the one great thing is that remote has become so much more popular, um, which has been really helpful for, I think, you know, every industry, really. Um. So right now, I'm only communicating with Matt, really, about those kind of things. So anything that might be communicated to them, it really goes through, like, I guess, Matt. I usually try to keep, like, at least, like, a um, weekly update just to like communicate about what's going on. Um, And I like to uh, make sure like before I submit things for sure, I like to make sure I get some sort of um, approval from revisions or anything. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I think it's a lot of mostly before and after when making that, I usually communicate with other staff.
0: It's also all about trusting each other and knowing each other's strengths, weaknesses, and skills and finding ways that we can help each other speed up each other's processes. It's very important for us to talk to each other about what our process is so that we can know where we're all at in terms of the timeline and everything.
2: When I was looking up um, animator duties and responsibilities, it said that a lot of times they will have to voice act in their own creations or maybe, you know, as part of the team, maybe as a side role, but not many actors can also say that they're part of the animation team Um,
0: but but I never thought that I would be able to do that which is amazing Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very fun voicing Argus let's talk about that for a minute
2: yeah tell us about Argus yes your your character in the series
0: he may not get the most screen time but everyone still (laughs) enjoys him from time to time and I'm pretty sure he may be a fan favorite someday Argus is a pacifist AI who loves video games Reddit and his best buddy Wrecker.
2: <laughs> Reddit fan, huh?
0: Oh absolutely. He is
2: anything internet related. <laughs> yes.
0: We like to flip the trope of instead of having just a very cold AI that just does what it's told, he has so much personality. He is sentient. A hundred percent. He brings a lot of life and joy into the series, even when there are some very serious moments. Because everybody, especially in times like these, need comedic relief every now and then. Um, I definitely see a lot of myself in Argus because he has just this bubbly personality. When you first meet him, you will see fireworks. <laughs> it's pretty close to the truth. Yes, I was very typecasted for this role. Um, but I definitely enjoyed because I've always wondered what it's like to be one of the voice actors and stand behind the microphone and have the script in front of me and just know my character, get into the character's head and collaborate with the other um and collaborate with the other voice actors and bounce off of all their energies. Amazing.
1: I think, of course, like with this being fictional, but I do really enjoy that it's based off of real events that are really important to speak of. And I think, in a way, telling fiction really kind of implements a way of perspective to make people think, which I can really help get a point across to um, viewers who come and watch. And I think that's something really special that I see in um, this project. Yeah, um, I wanted to be a part of it because I think that it, it's telling important events that recently occurred. Although it might be having some like fictional characters in it, and if maybe a little bit fictional environment, I think that it's going to really bring a new perspective on um, what occurred and make people think differently. I think that's like, something that's really special about the project everybody
2: you can find us on facebook and instagram at american kintsugi we
1: are promoting on patreon yes i would say just thank you for letting me come along with this opportunity um, to work on this project i think it's really exciting where it's going and that concludes the first episode of the american kintsugi
0: podcast
1: This has been a Glass Iris production. American Kintsugi and its characters are copywritten and trademark properties of Glass Iris Productions. Music provided by Adobe Stock.